going to speak first? Because if I don't, then I won't remember my book. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to talk about Hello, Beautiful um, by Anne Napolitano. N-A-P-O-L-I-T-A-N-O. Read it on my e-reader, thanks to Jana. Um, Excuse me. It's a very interesting story. It was an Oprah's Book Club selection, which I didn't even know. It was a bestseller that I didn't even know. It just kind of came up on my e-reader, and I started reading it. It's about a family of four girls and their parents, and the girls are extremely close. And they fantasize themselves um, as if they feel like they really were Little Women from Louisa May Alcott's novel. And each one thinks she's either Meg, Joe, Beth, or Amy. And a couple of them think that they're two of the characters instead of just one. And um, it's 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 a very interesting book. It's um, sometimes I liked it. Sometimes I thought it was boring. And um, I think I would suggest the book to people to read. It's it's quite big, quite long. Um, but there are parts of it which are very very intriguing. So yeah. I would recommend it. Uh, I don't know if it's on Bard. It's on Bookshare. And the wonderful thing about Bookshare is that it seems like any book you look for, you can find in Braille. And Jana helped me find the book that I'm reading now, which I probably will. It's a very long book. And I probably will finish it next by next month. It's Fairy Tale by Stephen King, and it seems like everybody is reading it. So I had to read it too, and it's uh, an interesting read to say the least. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> okay. Did I, leave any, did I leave anything out yet? No, you did not. Do you mind if I call on people and stuff so that uh, I would appreciate? I appreciate it. We'll do it because I, I want to get to everybody. And hopefully, because I, I got to leave at quarter till five. So uh, let's uh, let's keep rolling. Uh, thank you, Johnny. A, a nice summary of Hello Beautiful. So uh, thank you, uh, Judy. Did you read anything that you care to comment on? Believe it or not, I did. Good a deal. Yeah, thank you. A friend of mine suggested that I see uh, where the crawdads sing. It was a movie, and it was on Netflix. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll be a step up, and I'll. I saw it, and it was wonderful. 
So then I started reading. I thought if the movie's so good, the book has to be better. So um, she told me that the book really kept on with the uh, movie. So uh, I started reading it, and I thought it was very good. And then I things came up, and I stopped reading. And then for some reason, my iPad started when I wanted to finish it where I had left off. So the story, I think many people have read this, but um, mm-hmm. it was my first time. So I loved the book much better than the movie. Both were good, but the book was incredible. The descriptions of, of, of the area that she lived in and what she saw was fabulous. Um, this is a story of Kaya, K-Y-A, um, She was abandoned. She lived in North Carolina in the uh, swamps, and and she was abandoned. Her her, uh, mother left. The father mistreated uh, her mother, and so she left. And then um, the whole family seemed to wander out. The father was the last one to leave. And he he left, and here she is. I guess she was about 10 years old. And she had a tiny bit of money, and the things she did to make money, she, was, um, she would catch different things and bring them into the local store and sell them to the owner. Um, and she made enough money to live on. Well, this is a story of her growing up, and she never went to school. Um, actually, she lived in the marshlands, near the marshlands of North Carolina. And the book goes through her life, and it's fascinating, absolutely, what she does and how she does it. Very smart young lady, and she never goes to school. And a friend, she sees a guy, she does a lot by boat, and she sees somebody, and they start talking, and anyway... Um, he goes off to college, and she really, really is devastated. And he, um, before he left, he taught her how to read, and that was uh, really fabulous. And this just tells the story of how she gets older, and this guy comes back from college and professes his love to her, and um, they get married, and... In between all this stuff, there's a mystery, and they put her in jail. And it was just so good. I'm not going to spoil the ending for anybody. Um, it's fascinating. I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the author is Delia, D-E-L-I-A Owens, O-W-E-N-S. Any questions? Hi. No, Judy, where did you Yeah, yeah, where'd you get it? Um, Joni, I got it through Audible. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Nice. But, Joni, is there a, a DB number? I don't, oh, I is. don't have Yeah, it is. is. But we, we, we've all read it, though, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right. we, well, yeah, we can look it up. But uh, Where the Crawdads okay. Sing Kicks Butt, so good, yeah. good choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a great book that stays with you. It really does. Right. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure the Bard version was probably narrated by the same person as the one from yeah. Audible. I think it was I a commercial so. version. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, good, yeah. good, good summary. 
Yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be on Bookshare too. But uh, good choice, Judy. Thanks for. Uh, I'm probably going to read that one again at some point because uh, it's a great it's book. Worth, yeah. Yeah, I think you read it before you get out of it. And I, and I think that may be the first real novel that Delia Owens has written. I know she's written some nonfiction and stuff, but she's got to be smart as a whip. But uh, anyway, good. All right. Great. Thanks. Let's see. Yeah, Judy, um, you did a good job, Judy. Excellent, Thanks. Judy. Absolutely. Stephen from Attleboro. Oh, wonderful. Um, let's see. I got three books. I'll make it quick. I think the first one is DB36982, Seven Story Mountain by Thomas Merton. It was considered one of the best nonfiction works. It was um I I liked his story. Um it was long. Everyone said it was long, 18 hours. Um I had read it as a teenager or 17. I said, oh, I want to be a monk. And I read it as an adult. It was a lot different of a story. It it wasn't so much, much that he was proselytizing. I just liked the story. All right. Now we move on to lovely Bookshare. Um, Anne Serling, as I knew him, it was about Rod Serling and her take on her dad and how... Mm very humanizing you know we all knew rod serling was a human being obviously yeah. but i just loved her telling of the story of her being a child and what he went through and his his going through his you know he got sick later in life answer um as i knew him it was just if you're any fan of the twilight zone or anything about rod mm -hmm. serling and about mm -hmm. censorship and what he went through as as just a human being at the time he went through it and her, her and her take on it. It was, I thought it was a beautiful story. Um, you know, cause, cause you get that center and he was a family man and he was a very, and you could see the stories he wrote through her eyes. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And the last book bookshare again, I love my bookshare undisputed truth. Um, Mike Tyson, it's very, it's a very raw, um, book. It's about his journey through the boxing world, and he he gives homage to the boxing greats, and he admits his ego problems. I haven't finished it yet. It's a little long, but I I thought I don't know where I found it. I just read it online, and I just thought if you can get past a little of the language, it, I thought he he really centered, you know is is centered to his honesty of how he felt what he did and you know be, becoming a star uh boxing great and i i'm i'm really loving this book and you know i i think part of it is because my dad liked old-time boxing but he 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 really gets in touch with his feelings and i think it, it's just one of those books where it's like not many people are that honest with themselves and their emotions. And whether you like the story or not, I, th I think it's one. Of, and yeah, I love Bookshare because there are some things you just can't get on NLS, which nothing against NLS, but man, I love my Bookshare. Two books e there. <laughs> Excellent. Well, great. Uh, have you checked to see if either one, either Undisputed Truth or As I Knew Them are on board or not? No, nah, not that I know of. I haven't found uh, Okay. Yet. All right. Well, 
I gotta, uh, uh, I gotta get that Rod Serling book because I was oh, a huge yeah. fan, of, uh, fan of the Twilight oh, yeah. Zone. Yeah. Has anybody? The... Go ahead, Jana. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Ellen. I'm sorry. Can you give the DB number of the first one? I'm sorry, I wasn't fast enough. Three six nine eight two. I believe I might have the seven story mountain. You will find that a little long, but I love that yeah. one because. That that would be the biggest criticism. It was, oh, it's a long book, but everyone okay. read. Most people read it through. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Jan, I'm sorry, Jana, lo Jana loves long historic historical well, novels. There you go. I yeah. do actually. Yeah, yeah. I really do. In there. There's yeah, a lot so. of World War II in there, so you, you yeah. probably like. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. Love I just that. got. I just got to say, if Undisputed Truth is on Audible. I hope Mike Tyson does not narrate it himself. Has anybody ever I, heard Mike, oh, Mike Tyson yeah. talk? No, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. To be such a ferocious that. boxer, Mike Tyson sounds like a sissy. I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. He uh, he's got a real. <laughs> he might actually admit to that at some level. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but anyway, that, that's enough comments <laughs> from Alan. So anyway, okay. Well, thanks, Steve. Good, good summaries and stuff. Okay. Uh, let's see. Thanks, Steve. Uh, it's good to have you back. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I, you know, I was like, I got to come back, especially with Bookshare. <laughs> Sally Rosenthal. Okay, I've got two books. The first <laughs> one is I've Always Kept a Unicorn by Nick Houghton, H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. It's a biography of, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a biography of Sandy Denny, who was the lead singer with Fairport Convention, a folk rock group in the mid-60s and 70s. Um, it's, I got it from Kindle. It's long, but it's very, very good. <laughs> if you like um, groups like Steel Ice Band and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and um, singers like Richard Thompson in that area, um, there's a lot of interview. Um, and the only problem is when I read it on Kindle, I had to keep stopping because I'd say, oh, I haven't heard that song in a long time. And ask Alexa to play it for me. So it, it took me a longer time to read it, but I really recommend it. Um, the second one is Standing in the Shadows by Peter Robinson. I got this one from Audible. It's the last book in the Inspector Banks series. It's the last book because Peter Robinson died last year. Um, mm -hmm. It continues the story of Inspector Banks, who's a DCI in North Yorkshire. Um, it goes back in time from the 1980s to the present when a body of a, a skeleton at this point is discovered in a field. And I won't give anything away, but it ties into what happened in the 1980s. Um, very, very good, and I'll, I'll miss his books tremendously. But that's all I have. Thank you very much. You. Joni, comments? Yeah. Thank you, Sally. Sure. They sound good. Okay, let's see. Deanna Noriega, who slipped in after we got started. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I my do. life is not my own. I end up running in circles. <laughs> we understand. We understand. But um, let's see. Um, I read one because I wanted to re review it and see if it would be a good speaker for my caring and sharing um, caregiver support groups that I 
um, facilitate on Wednesdays. It's called The Bumpy Road to Assisted Living, A Daughter's Memoir by Mary Highland. It's about seven hours, and it's pretty honest about the struggles and confusions of being an only child who happens to be blind, trying to to take care of her 96-year-old mother in the last two years of her life. So, um, you know, sometimes you you laugh, sometimes you cry, and sometimes you go, oh, Mary, that was dumb. (laughs) You know, so that's the kind of book it is, because it's, it's, it is a memoir, and um, she's written a second book, but this is the only one that's on Bard so far. Um, so the DB number is 91261. And I'd recommend it to anyone who, that's having to be in the situation of having to make decisions for a parent who's no longer capable of making her own wise choices. Um, so the other book... Um, is kind of a strange book. It's based on a true story, but it is not um, written by the the person who lived through it. It's a kind of a told-to book. And she was asked by her publisher, and she's apparently quite a prolific writer of historical fiction and things like that. And this one is set during... Um, the 1963, when the Berlin Wall goes up virtually overnight. Mm. And it's the story of a young um, military man. He comes from Idaho. He went to college in Utah. And at that time, there was no exemption for college students. He was in his senior year of college. And he had been accepted to three different prestigious law schools, including Harvard mm-hmm. and uh, George Washington University and Berkeley, I think, with the three that. So he was obviously highly talented academically, very bright, came from a very close knit family, got drafted. And was completely blown away, not really knowing what he was getting into, but feeling like, well, you know, I've got to go. And so he ends up in Germany and his commanding officer asks him to volunteer. And one of his friends that was in the National Guard always told him, never volunteer for anything. So he didn't really want to, but he said, well, what is it, you know, and they wanted him because he spoke um, German because he had taken it in in university to go undercover and get pretend to be a student in at the university in Berlin, which was on Mm. the western side of the wall and and ingratiate himself with with a professor because he had a his degrees were going to be in economics and um you know and he also spoke german and this guy was helping the, the east german um to uh recover their cities because of course on the western side you had france and 
England and the United States all pouring money into, you know, bringing back um, the economic structure and the, you know, making sure that the people got the help they need to rebuild and, and regrow their industries and all of this stuff. But on the eastern side, since that was being held by the Russians, things weren't doing so well. So they wanted him to go with this guy and investigate areas that were like orange zones on their map. They didn't know exactly what was there. So they wanted him to take photographs and try to get a grasp on what these areas were. And the reason they chose him was he was an extremely good artillery spotter and was very good at working out, you know, where they should shoot <laughs> mortars and stuff. Yeah. So they thought, yeah. He was, yeah. We have several people that. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 that's, yeah. The, that's the story. And it's about a friend of his on, on the Western Germany side who also gets involved working underground, but they don't know that they're both working that way. So that's the book. It's historical fiction, DB number 107365. So if you like historical okay. fiction, it's a good book. What's and the name of the book? I didn't catch that. The title? The, the Slow March of the of Light. The Slow March of Light. Very good. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Mm -hmm. Dan Tevel. Okay. I have four books. So I'm going to go really quickly. Wow. Uh, <laughs> like Speed Demon. Uh, first right. one is, uh, is uh, Planet of the Blind by Stephen Cusisto. That's Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Cusisto K Cusisto K U U S I S T O. I got it on Bard and I read it in Braille with my e-reader, which I just got. Mm. And it's about a uh, person who goes blind uh, throughout his. He's really actually blind, but just won't admit it. And about how he tries to deny it, and he goes to college and graduate school. And becomes a writer, and then he finally accepts himself when he becomes uh, director of student services at Guiding Eyes for the Blind, and that's where the book mm. ends. It, it's he's written two other books too. Uh, I mean, there were I won't. There were times I got frustrated with him, but anyway. Um, so I'll go to the next book. Um, I just finished it yesterday. It's called Beyond Yonder by Stephen Morris, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-M-O-R-R-I-S. It's also from Bard. It's about people who move to this fictitious town in Vermont and how they kind of come into cultural conflicts with the local people and they kind of get more what they're bargained for. And it's seven hours long. It's quite funny. Uh, the next book I'm going to talk about is um, An American Summer by Alex Kotlowitz. It's A-L-E-X, uh, Kotlowitz, K-O-T-L-O-W-I-C-H, Kot oh, Kotlowitz, T-Z, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. tired today. And that's called, and it's about inner city problems in Chicago in the summer and how people get into gang activity. He he also wrote a book, There Are No Children Here, and it's also about 
two boys in the inner city and I live in the Chicago suburbs. So the book is uh, close to home that that's a recorded book. Um, Next book I want to talk about, let's see, how many did I do? The last book is called, this would be up Diana Noriega's alley. I think um, it's called Susquehanna by Harriet Siegel. You know, Susquehanna, the name of the river, and Harriet Siegel. Uh, Siegel is spelled S-E-G-A-L. It's a long novel, 21 hours, about three generations oh. in a Jewish family, and um, how they, the father's family immigrate, the grandfather immigrates from Russia because of persecution, and he marries into a German Jewish family in Europe before he comes here. And then mm-hmm. about his son and his business dealings, and then his grandson, who's a doctor, he's the principal character, and about his marrying into a wealthy but a suburban Philadelphia, a German Jewish family, and about how uh, they have kind of a marriage, not so much of inconvenience, but the doctor is, you know, wants to enjoy life, and his wife is status conscious, and then the doctor falls in love with an Irish nurse who works at a clinic where he volunteers part of the time. And it's about how their, their lives intertwine. And I won't get into this. I won't spoil the surprise of what happens at the end of the book, but it's a very good book. Uh, it's also on Bard. The author, uh, they have another book by this author, Catch the Wind. I have not read it. Uh, Susquehanna, I have read three times. I learned wow. about it in the 80s, back when, in the days when libraries just sent cassettes. And the first mm-hmm. time I read it, I was so excited I didn't sleep. I kept listening. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. I'm not a night owl like mm-hmm. I was 30 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that, um, the book, the, the the one about Berlin. What's that called? The light. Um, obs- I just put the card down. The light, the, the light we cannot see. Is that- no, the, the light, oh, the no. slow, the slow, slow march. march of the light. The slow march of the light. Slow march of the light. I'll, to, I'll figure it out. I can just search for the word Berlin. I'll get get tons of hits. Anyway, <laughs> oh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> That's all for me. Usually, wow. if you subscribe to the book uh, DB book review list, you'll see my reviews. If I don't review a book, oh. it, mean, it, mean, it means I hated it. So, and that's that. That's all. Uh, that's all for me. Okay. Thank you, Dan. If, if, the last two, if your last two books had been written by somebody like Stephen King, I was going to wonder if you only read authors to the game with the name of Stephen, because I know the first two. <laughs> I know. Right? Yes. So, anyway. All That's right. a good, well, Thank, a good question. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Uh, Janet Luttrell. Okay. I have two books also, and for the first minute or so, you'll probably want to take a nap because the first one is nerdy. It's called A Rebel with a Clause, Tales and Tips from a Roving Grammarian by Ellen Jovin, J-O-V-I-N. And the number is DB111231. I like to read books about grammar once in a while because even though I'm a Braille teacher, I end up teaching a lot of English. 
So, but this lady does something kind of unusual. She uh, she takes a folding table and puts it, and she's gone all over the country, and she puts this table in front of, um, in in at parks and uh, subway stations and places oh. like that, and she has a sign on her table that invites people to come and talk about grammar, and. Oh. They solve problems, uh, disputes between husbands and wives and family members and friends. And sometimes they just come and ask questions. And then sometimes they just want to vent about how English is going down the tubes. And so she talks about all these conversations that she's had with people about di different aspects of grammar. So it's a little bit of, of a different approach for a grammar book. It was excellent. I, I guess I'm a nerd you, too. Yeah. Uh, me too. Oh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I heard about it on a podcast and I read it. I thought it was great. It's not very long. Oh, it's not very long. Yeah. So, no, but, uh, no, it's but, not. But, but it was excellent. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That's okay. And the second one is called the Quintland Sisters, Q U I N T L A N D. And it's by Shelly Wood. Shelly is S H E L L E Y. And the number is DB95348. This is based on a true story. So it's historical fiction, surprise, surprise, that takes place in Canada starting in 1934. Mm -hmm. So these quintuplets are born to a poor family, and they were two months early, but unexpectedly, they all survived. The parents were very poor and quintuplets were just, it just did not happen at that time. So the Canadian government took over their care <laughs> and they, they even uh, built a hospital for these babies and, um, and they have their own nurses and doctors and teachers mm -hmm. It, the story follows a nurse who takes care of them for the first four years. And the nurse is very close to these children. She just loves these children. And the, the, uh, the public gets to come and view these kids uh, in their playing in their yards. So they have a really um, regimented schedule and, so during a certain time every year, every day, the kids go out and play in the yard and there's a barrier that the public can look through and the caregivers and the government and the parents and everyone makes a, a really profits from these children and the children are not allowed to leave their hospital for quite a few years. Hmm. And the story is it's it's a lot more personal than the way that I'm <laughs> than I'm talking about it here. But it's the nurse tells the story and it's it's in a in diary form, and it talks about how she figures out what's really going on with these children. And I don't want to give any more away than that. So anyway, it's the Quintland sisters and it's DB nine five three four eight. Okay, very nice. Oh, Thank yeah. you, Janet Latrell. You're welcome, Alan Limley. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Janet, uh, thank you. That sounds so good. I think you'd like that one, Joni. Yep. Yep. Liz Lindsay. Yes, I do too. 
Okay. First of all, before I forget it, uh, for all of you grammar nerds out there, there is a podcast that's generated here in Ann Arbor called That's What They Say with Professor Ann Kirstan. You can get it. And each week, or you know, in most weeks, um, people write questions about grammar, um, the changing form of grammar, and they they discuss it on the air. It's only like a three-minute, five-minute podcast, but it's just, I just wanted to let you know, because it's very interesting. Um, okay, so the book that I will tell you about, I haven't quite finished it yet, but it is called, oh, okay, I tried to, uh, ah, okay. I'm just going to um, bring up the information again. Okay. So it's called the queen of the tiles. It's queen of the tiles mm. by um, Hannah Alkaf, A-L-K-A-F. Uh, it is DB number. Let's see. One, 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 four, one, zero. And it's a young, I'm oh, sorry. It's a young adult novel, um, but it's, it's set in, <laughs> Is there something going on? I'm hearing a lot of them. Is that is that your stuff that's doing the kickback or somebody else? Somebody else has got somebody so. something speaking. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. so it's okay. set it, it's set inside the cutthroat world of Scrabble tournaments. <laughs> oh, cutthroat. And, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's 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 um mostly you know teenagers, young adults, but mostly teenagers, high school, um, and uh, it's a murder mystery. Because the queen of the tiles, the person, the 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 queen, the the one who always won all the tiles, was murdered, and uh-huh. so her her best friend, um, Nejwa, who also is very very good at Scrabble, uh, is tasked. Well, she's she's tasked herself with the um, uh, uh, that's <laughs> with the job of finding. Um, finding who, who did it. And, and it's a, you know, there's lots of people because of there's lots of jealousy and lots of, you know, rivalry and stuff like that in the great Scrabble world. Um, and so it's fun. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely not gory, but it's, it's fun in that throughout the book, it's peppered with um, Scrabble trivia, high point scores, um, strategies of, of the people who really are serious. I mean, I loved Scrabble, but I, you know, I never got quite into it that much, but, but I do, I do recommend it. So um, again, that's Queen of the Tiles by Hannah, H-A-N-N-A, Alcaf, A-L-K-A-F. Very nice. And I'll just comment, anybody that likes grammar stuff, Mignon Fogarty, the grammar girl, does a lot of, a lot of good stuff, nice. both, both, both <laughs> books and podcasts. And her first name spelled like, Philemon Mignon, I think M I G N O N Fogarty. Okay. But uh, yeah, but she's she's really good too. Okay, uh, Ladon. Yes. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. We got All you. right. Thank you. If anyone listening is ready for a really good, feel good book mm-hmm. that is has humor and can also bring a tear to your eyes. I want to recommend The Five Wishes of Mr. Murray McBride. This is a story about a hundred-year-old man who has outlived his wife and his children, and his life is kind of listless now. And his he takes a pill each morning that his doctor has told him, if you don't take this pill, 
your lungs will fill up with water and you will die. He has decided not to take the pill tomorrow. He meets a young 10-year-old boy in the hospital who is playing a computer game. Nick strikes up a conversation with the boy and finds out that he has a heart disease and the doctor has given him less than two months to live. Mm. So they're both at the end of their life. And the boy has five wishes that he would like to do. And Mr. McBurry McBride decides that he would like to help the boy fulfill those five wishes before he would die at only 10 years old. And one of the boy's wishes, which I thought was real interesting, was to kiss a real pretty girl on the lips. <laughs> Another of his wishes is to hit a home run in a major league baseball park. There are other wishes too, but Mr. McBride and he get together. And this is a real heartwarming book that I am sure that if you read it, that you will enjoy it to the very end. Hmm. Very Thank nice. You, I, and I added it to my wish list when I saw your post on DB Review, because I think that's one that I'll like too. Ne never mind the fact that I've got the mm. same first wish as, as, as the boy does. So, you know, I've tried that, but I haven't found that real pretty girl. Is that the title again, yeah. please? I and the or the or five you, yeah. wishes of Mr. Mur Murray McBride. Yeah. Okay. I can get yeah. you a DB cool. number if you need it. No, I, I can find it. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. It, uh, your your description of that sounds a little reminiscent of a man called Ova that you know that Frederick Backman wrote because I mean it's, oh, it, wow. it's it's got an older man that's 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 ready you know to give up on life and stuff and then he meets a younger person that you know that kind of yeah uh, does stuff but uh, uh, but anyway that uh, I, I digress so uh, I, I'll I would like to say uh, when you read this book pay attention there's also a ten year old girl. That uh, that uh, is so precocious, so so lovable that you'll never forget her. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I I love mm. stories like that, so I I, I will definitely be reading. Mm. Thanks for the thanks for the good summary, Ladon. That, that that that's that's a good one. So uh, let's see. Okay, I've got four minutes. I'm the last one. I think is there anybody I haven't called on? Uh -huh. I believe I've called on everybody. So uh, uh, my my book's not going to even take four minutes. I, I read a lot of David Baldacci's books. I don't think I've read everything he's written, but I've read almost everything he's written. And I've gotten his most recent one from Audible. It's called Simply Lies, and it's simply not any good. So uh, oh, don't, no, don't, no. Don't, don't waste your time on it. I mean, I, most of his stuff that he's written that it's in series format, I've enjoyed. And he's done a lot of, he's written a lot of stuff. This is a, this is a standalone book. And I really liked, I mean, the main character is somebody named Mickey Gibson, a, a, a single mother with, with two young kids. And I thought, okay, yeah, I'm going to like this character. Well, she ends up getting reined in. She gets this phone call from this other woman that's got her investigating some stuff on her behalf. And it just gets totally confusing. It gets, it, it, it brings up a whole lot of different 
details and stuff. And, and Baldacci does a lot better job. I mean, I've written a couple of his Memory Man books that were really good, but a couple of them just go around the world and back with a lot of with a lot of uh, you know plot lines that they're totally unnecessary. And, and this is another one that does that. It just it, it introduces a bunch of characters and it, just, it 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 just falls off the deep end. I think so. I've still got like about three hours to finish it, and you know. I'm not recommending it if it ever comes up on Bard or wherever. You know, don't, don't waste your time. I mean, it, it's really going to have to have some kind of revolutionary kind of ending to make me say otherwise about it. But it's uh, it, it it's not great. It's just confusing and it just gets gets over the top. So uh, anyway, that's all I got to say about it. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, but I've been reading other good stuff too. So. That that counterbalances. So there we go. Joni, last comments from you. Well, Alan, thanks for taking over what I should be doing, but I still haven't gotten Zoom. Uh, well, I still don't know how to use it, uh, but I've been spending so much time reading books for book clubs. I haven't had too much time to read stuff for banquet. But anyway... Thank you, everybody, for coming um, on a Mother's Day where I wasn't sure how many people would come. But I appreciate you all being here. And uh, take care. Our next meeting will be June the 11th. And I haven't taken over anything. We're doing a tag team effort here. So uh, it, it, it works. So I'm, I'm happy to do whatever I can. So uh, uh, anyway, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's mothers. Day. Yeah, yep. and, uh, and, uh, and and happy Mother's Day to those that 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 have pets and stuff. So there, there we go. Thank you. Anyway, I'm going to enjoy my hamburger, and I'll think of all of y'all while I'm eating. Mm. So okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. Enjoy. Uh, everybody, Bye. enjoy your enjoy your books. So uh, okay. yeah, Good. catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Bye. Yeah.